Hello. Hi, guys. It's three o'clock and we have a hand raised. Okay, this is awesome. I think this might be the first time we hit the ground running. Um, marvelous, I'm going to allow you to talk and then see what's on your mind. Can you give Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? You know, I had such a nice weekend that I was like, maybe I don't want to do coaching today and talk about my problems. Um, and then I turned on my work phone when I woke up and was like, okay, if I can make it to coaching today, that will be a good thing. Awesome. Um, so um, I guess in terms of like coaching or using the model, I'm sort of having a hard time with it when I feel like nothing is going right. So through coaching, I've realized that um, in the past, I've been pretty good at compartmentalizing. I'm not sure that I always understood what that meant. Um, and so usually what I'll do is, you know, um, okay, something's going bad in one area of life. Well, that's okay. Cause like something else is good is going on. So I'll try to, you know, in another part, so I'll try to focus that. Um, and over the last couple of weeks, I've had multiple hits with like work and personal life and health. And I was like, nothing is going right. And I don't know, you know, how to handle it or process it or whatever. Okay. So is the thought nothing is going right? Yeah. Cause I feel like there's multiple circumstances. What are the circumstances? Um, so I guess I'll go in chronological order. Um, well, I've been dating a guy down here who seemed pretty great, but there were like some, something that was bothering me mm -hmm. and come to find out that his family is racist. I'm a minority. And when I asked, how do you think that's going to work? His response was you look white. And I was like, that is not a good response. And I'm probably gonna have to break up with you at some point. Um, and then for work, um, <clears throat> I'm supposed to be in boards collection pretty soon. And um, there were some issues with volume and my practice, you know, just not being what I told was told it would be. <clears throat> and um, I was able to kind of work that out on my own, um, seek out other surgeons who are helping me to get on the call schedule and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but then I found out that I may not be eligible to take them because my group did not submit my paperwork in time to the hospitals to get privileges. Um, cause I guess you needed them by a certain date to be eligible and their response is, well, just take them a year later. And I was like, I don't want to take them a year later. Cause I don't know if I want to stay with you people. Um, so now I have to do all this work to try to appeal it just to even be eligible to, um, even try to take the boards. Um, and then overall, I just feel like the partners of my group are a bunch of ostriches that just like hide their heads in the sand. And, you know, I can just deal with whatever problems as a new hire on my own. Mm -hmm. um, and then over the summer, I had surgery for um, a chronic condition that had been plaguing me. And I felt amazing after surgery. Um, I was able to operate with no pain. It was awesome. Um, it's the surgery I had is actually in my subspecialty. So I have patients with the same condition and I'm like, you should get this surgery because you're going to do awesome. Well, all the symptoms and everything came back a few weeks ago. My surgeon's blowing me off. 
Um, and when I talk to other surgeons about it, they're like, oh, the recurrence rate is so low. We don't have a protocol. We don't know what, what you should do. So I'm like, great. Well, everything was going awesome and now everything sucks. Okay. So I'm just going to sum this up and say, I just kind of said male friend. I'm not sure how you want to call that for the circumstance. And then, um, you know, the family with their belief system, which is suggestive of racism, which is what you indicated, right? Yeah. Um, then there's some decisions you have to make along those lines with that relationship. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm just going to say decisions to make, or maybe you already made them. And then, um, with work, you mentioned a few things like the volume mm -hmm. case numbers, and then the work, not submitting paperwork for your boards. And then, um, with your physical health, you had been feeling better after surgery. And now some, some signs or symptoms have returned. It sounds like. Yeah. Okay. And so with all of that, the thought you mentioned before I started writing this down was nothing is going right. Yeah. Okay. So when you think the thought nothing is going right, how do you feel? Um, I feel pretty frustrated um, because I'm trying to take an active role in helping things go right. Like, okay, my group is full of a bunch of, you know, the partners, I guess, don't care or don't like, uh, I don't want to say wish to help me build a practice, which people might say, well, why would they care if you build a practice? Well, because I'm a salaried employee. So you would think they'd want to recoup their money. Um, so, you know, I've gone around them to find other surgeons uh, in the community who can help me, um, you know, just learn the politics, call this and that. So I feel like I'm very frustrated because I'm trying to deal with these issues as they come and try mm -hmm. to fix them. But mm -hmm. I feel like as soon as maybe... I've, um, solved a problem or worked on it that like, oh, the spout just pours water out of another end. Okay. Um, and so then when you feel frustrated, what do you do? Um, I feel like I'm very angsty. Um, you know, I woke up this morning and I was like set in such a good mood because I was at a music festival over the weekend. So mm -hmm. I woke up this morning, like dancing in my head. And then like, as soon as I get to my car, I'm teary. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, that's shitty. Like I had such a good weekend, you know? Yeah. So, um, so you become tearful. Yeah. Um, you said angsty, which are kind of yeah. like, like angsty is kind of a feeling, but I can imagine how mm. when you feel angsty, you might act a certain way, like become tearful yeah. or you might, or you might, um, just interact with the world in a different way than if you mm -hmm. were dancing. Oh yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So like basically interact with the world. From, from that energy. Would you say angst is a better word than frustrated or is it really frustrated? No, I think I'm really frustrated. Okay. And then you mentioned that kind of like some other things about, um, 
it kind of snowballs a little bit, you know, like when we start to think that nothing's going right, it's like, then we start to see all the ways things aren't going right. And it's like Mm -hmm. a snowball that becomes so huge because that's all we can look for. And it's all we can see. So then you're like able to see more of how your partners are letting you down. And you're able to see more about how shitty it is to have this like racist dude, you have to kick to the curb. And then it's like, and now my hip hurts, or I don't know what it is that hurts for you. Like my stomach, my ankle or whatever. And, um, it's, it's snowballs. Would you say that like, you felt like it's kind of grown, like having this thought in your mind, nothing is going right. Do you feel like that kind of like becomes a little more consuming? Oh, for sure. Especially when I found out, um, another way my board's eligibility might be affected. Cause then the thought is, okay, nothing is going right. And now I have this extra work on my plate to deal with it. Um, cause I was told I could appeal that decision, but you know, that's extra work for me to go and have to do that. And they could come back and say no. And then I'm just kind of screwed. So it's like definitely a snowball. And I was like, it's a snowball <laughs> then and adding more work to my plate work that in my opinion is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the result ends up being like the snowball, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I've right. also become a little avoidant because I'm not an avoidant person. Like I'll take care of whatever needs to get done. I'll tackle things head on, but, um, Last week, I was like, you know what? I'm busy packing for my trip. I don't have time to write my letter, even though the letter should be more of a priority. But um, I have noticed that I've become a little bit more avoidant over the last week or two. So avoid doing doing some of the tasks that would maybe mitigate some of the stuff happening. Yeah. Avoid tasks. which is all normal. Um, so my question to you is, is like, like what direction do you want to go? What is it that you truly desire here? Because if I'm being honest, like if we look at the world, say the world at large and what we usually have in our immediate news feed, it looks like everything is on fire all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like everything, if, if we like believed the the newsreels that are available outside of us, we would constantly be thinking that nothing's going right. Cause it never seems like anything's going right. So mm. like that's on the macro level. And now we can kind of zoom in and see how on the micro level, it's similar. It's like a newsfeed for your life. You know, that's in an your- interesting way of looking at it. I'm going to thumbs down everything on my newsfeed. Right. It's like you want to <laughs> thumbs down all this shit on your news feed because, yeah. because we can like, this is totally human. And because we have negativity bias, this is the direction we will always want to go. And that's fine. But then it's like, if you're from a place where your nervous system's regulated and you're thinking with your prefrontal cortex, you can actually like thumbs down this news feed. You have a choice to do that. And it may sound really flip for me to say that. I don't mean for that to sound flip, but I'm just really inviting the possibility that any of us at any given time could be completely taken down by all the fucking shit that's going on because it's always going on. There's always (laughs) stuff going wrong. And so how is it that on some days we can like be more focused on the music festival and then other days it's just like, this brings us down. 
you know, I think it's It's like how, I think it's how impactful it is on you. Like I will say the stuff with work, um, uh, cause we'd actually discussed this before, like some stuff with my practice, you know, I may have to take like a salary cut next year if I don't make my numbers, but it was okay. Well, people have to take salary cuts. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, how impactful is it for you? So when yeah. I found out this thing about the hospital privileges, I just got so angry, obviously in my head. Um, cause I've actually tried talking to the partners and they're not that helpful of, you know, by you guys delaying things that is so impactful to me because I may not have to take boards on time and I may have to stay somewhere I don't really like for an extra year. So mm-hmm. I feel like um, it can kind of be broken down into does the shit impact you or is it just like impacting other people and you're just observing it? That's a really good point. And it's possible that it's harder with the negativity bias. It's harder to kind of wade through when it impacts you directly. Right. Um, but I would like to offer just that we're never going to be able to escape things going wrong. And we probably, I mean, that, that wouldn't be realistic anyway, but is it possible in the moment to have this thought not be so strong, like to cling to it? not, not that you're clinging to it, but, and one possibility might be to just keep the thought, but add to it a little bit. Like it seems like nothing's going right. Do you see the difference there? Rather than like this, it's like a statement of fact, nothing is going right. Rather Mm -hmm. than like right now, it seems like nothing's going right. Do you see how that's like a little bit different? Yeah, I guess. Because the problem is, is when we believe ourselves, like the problem is, is when we take it as a fact And if you're able to not take it as a fact, because it's not like, we know it's, that's, that's not true. Like there's plenty of stuff going right, right now. There's plenty of stuff going right. There's some really annoying stuff that's not going right, but there's a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff that is going right. Like, could we name three things? (laughs) Like I'm having a hard time with this. Um, well, um, the music festival was in the city I used to live in, mm-hmm. um, where I worked until COVID ended my job. And there was like a lot of trauma with that. But this trip back, I felt like it was more fun and less. I'm panicked because I don't live there. So I was like, okay, well, that's progress. It's like taking time, but maybe you're getting over it type of thing. Like I thought that was pretty positive. Right. So you, you just recognized a growth moment that you had. Okay. So that's going right. Anything else? Like, can we just name two more things that are going right? (laughs) Um, the weather's getting warmer. The weather's getting warmer. How awesome is that? Like, you're right. It's like spring. It's upon us. Okay. Um, I discovered some new artists at the festival this weekend and can have a dance party in my car on the way to and from work. There it is. Three things that are going right. So we know now that this is not a true statement, but your brain wants to think this is a true statement. Right. But if, if we can just like allow the shitty stuff to exist simultaneously with a few good things and just try to work this free. Cause if this is a fact being repeated in your head, then all you're going to be able to see is all the stuff that's going wrong. I guess with the going right stuff, it also comes back to me as like, 
impactful. Like I think the, uh, cause one of my friends actually said to me, she said, if a job were to open up back down here, would you move back? And I actually thought about it and I said, no, I wouldn't, um, you know, for various reasons, but like, to me, that's impactful because, okay, it shows that after two years, maybe I'm healing from that thing. But like, I don't know if the weather being nice and like listening to these new artists is that impactful, if that makes sense when I'm trying to like convince myself of things. Well, you get to make meaning out of stuff however you want. Like there, there are some people who think that finding that artist is the most impactful thing because that's something that feeds their soul and is going to sustain them longer term. I mean, it's just depends on what matters to you and only you get to get to, um, have a say in what's impactful for you. I think the point that I'm trying to make is, is that as long as we think it is a fact that nothing is going right, that is all you're going to ever be able to see. And you will prove it to yourself over and over and over and over again and feel like shit constantly. And so if you are able to share a little bit of the messaging as you make meaning of the world and just say, okay, it seems like nothing's going right, but here these like three things that I just mentioned literally in a matter of 30 seconds that really feel like they're going right. And then it's just a matter of opening up to that. And then your brain starts to see other things that are going right and other things that are going right and other things that are going right. And from that energy, you're then able to tackle all the shit you have to do to fix this stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really hear like convincing. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I think the trouble, you know, because I've been doing the coaching for a little bit is like trying to convince myself of things because, you know, if we're doing a session or if I'm doing it on my own and I feel like something's really convincing, I'm like, yeah, because there's like stuff you and I talked about last year that I still use Mm -hmm. sometimes. I felt like the thoughts were so convincing, Um, but I definitely have a hard time when I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sure. Right. Well, that makes sense because we don't always believe it. Yeah. That's that's okay. And this isn't about just, um, like putting a bandaid on shitty thoughts and just trying to think different thoughts. It's really about trying to understand like, why do I go here? Oh, I go here because of negativity bias. So that's great. That means there's nothing wrong with my brain. I'm a normal human being who's just processing some shitty stuff right now. This is totally fine. Really, I'm intact. Not everything is going right. We can just kind of like slow down and we don't need to let it snowball. Like if we, if you stay in this model, it'll just build and build where everything around you seems like it's falling apart. And it's just a way to interrupt that. And so you don't have to have like some big uh, epiphany. We just want to interrupt this. I think that, yeah, I think that makes a little bit more sense to me. It's like, I'm not stopping that thought or putting a bandaid on it, but I'm just interrupting it. Yeah. I do this all the time because I know that I have a human brain and this is a tendency for a human brain to just think that the whole world is falling apart and I can just go down that rabbit hole and then be stuck down there or just be like, all right, let's see. It's 
totally normal that this is happening. This is what I want to do. Or this is what my brain wants to do, but I want to be productive. So how do I be productive? And it's just like, you have to, um, practice really it's practice. It's like practicing taking a left turn instead of a right turn. Yeah. Um, we have, no, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We have a few other people on the call. I will just rename them as well. And I'm wondering if we have anybody else, um, who would like to chime in or comment in the chat. So I guess in this case, would you not necessarily make an intentional model, but you would just tell yourself, okay, we're going to like pause this thought type of thing. Um, for me, it depends on what I'm trying to accomplish. So hold on just a second. Um, we're just renaming a couple other people in case people want to go to the chat. Um, well, let's work on an intentional model and see what comes up for you. Okay. Because I think an intentional model can be like even a bridging or like a lateral move. It doesn't necessarily need to be this like home run thought. It's just enough to wiggle you out of your brain telling you nothing is going right. But it's up to you. Like, how do you want to think or feel about all the things that you just told us about? Um, I yeah, I want to feel like it's not an avalanche. Like, okay, there's some snowflakes, there's stuff happening, but it's not like there's 10,000 things happening. Okay, so I'm just going to jot down the um, quickly the um, C. So something like it's snowing shit. It's not an avalanche <laughs> of shit. <laughs> fair. I'm sorry. I just have a <laughs> joke. Um, I know I like it. I think it's funny. <laughs> the other thing too, let me ask you this, especially the stuff around the racism. It's like, we don't mm. really want to feel good about that. Like we don't want to think that's great. We don't want to think like, like that is shitty, isn't it? Yeah. And the thing is I've actually never really experienced that before. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just in, I just live in a different part of the country now. So I'm like, uh, like, I know it's a thing, but I'm like, wait, this is a thing. Like, um, we are going to hide me from your parents because I look white and you think that we like that we could get away with this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. But, the, but like, again, it's like, well, if something is really not great happening, then also we are always allowed to just feel bad about it or think bad thoughts about it just because, you know, and then, and then it's like just accepting it rather than um, letting it lead to everything being bad. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it, I think this, the, the snowball effect is what would be really helpful to interrupt. Cause yeah, I think yeah. with this situation, it's, um, like I said, he's great in many ways, but I've definitely had hesitations. And now I'm like, okay, well, this may be like a good way for me to exit this relationship. Yeah. Um, but because I am in a new city, I don't really know anyone here. So I'm more like, oh, well, crap. Now I have to break up with you. And now I don't really know anyone here. So I'll kind of go back to being alone. I think with that, I think the racism thing is like super shitty. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and not something I have any interest in like dealing with or like dating anyone where I have to deal with that. But I think the actual underlying issue is, oh, great. Now I'll like be alone and have to go, you know, swipe on the apps some more. Right. Cause your brain wants to make everything like really bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's that like snowball effect. So how, how would we like, what kind of, um, thought or feeling then would you want to have, you talked about a light sprinkling rather than the avalanche. How would we um, well, I mean, you know, now that we're talking it out, cause you know, some people like journaling, I think I like talk therapy. Um, yeah. I think now that we're talking about it, the, I hate to say that this is positive because I don't think there's like any positive in racism, but I'm like, now it gives me an exit plan to leave the relationship and like not look like a jerk or um, at work. So over the weekend, I debated if I should bring my work phone with me. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm not here, but I essentially in my mind function as a solo practitioner since my partners won't help me. I'm just like building my reputation, my practice on my own. Mm-hmm. And I got a message from the ED about a patient they wanted me to see. I was super happy about it. And then and the other, like another group, a rival group swooped in this morning and like took the patient from me in the hospital and they're operating on her right now. And I was super pissed about it. Cause I, you know, I feel like my group should have more of a hold to say like, Hey, no, the ED called her. You can't do that. But now that I'm talking to you, I'm like, well, the positive thing is, is that I wasn't on call, but the ED attending thought of me to say, mm-hmm. Hey, um, the person on call doesn't want to do this. Can you help out? Um, and it's the second time he's called me in two weeks. And I think that's a positive. So I guess just finding like, not every thing I guess has to be bad. Right. So like, maybe like even the bad things sometimes have a silver lining. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure what the silver lining is with this board's appeal. That whole thing just like pisses me off, but all I can do is just work with it and hope that the director will give me an exception. But I think with other stuff, yeah, there is a silver lining. That's a good way to say it. And when you think that it's like, you get to keep that idea that there are bad things happening. It's just that your brain is also allowing for the possibility that even though the bad things are happening, it's possible that there will be some good things that happen too. So, um, I love that. So how does that feel when you think that thought? It definitely feels better because like I said, not everything has a silver lining. I don't Mm -hmm. think there's a silver lining to me potentially not taking boards or having to go through a stress or appeal. I don't think there's like a silver lining to have recurrence of symptoms of the surgery I had, mm-hmm. but I think at least for some of the other stuff, it's helpful. Cause it's like, okay, there's two really shitty things. And then these like are maybe not as shitty as I think. Yeah. And also those silver linings, maybe they're there, maybe they aren't for the other two. Um, but even if you can't see them now, it's possible you'll see something in the future. Like it's, it's, I've heard it described as this, like we're always working towards like the red door and we're like doing all the things to get to the red door. And then the red door just gets slammed in our face. And it really says a lot about somebody who Hmm. then like can sort of take a turn and look for a yellow door instead rather than just like stand there and like stamp their feet at the red door that, that, that is slammed in their face. It's like, they can keep moving by just taking a turn, whether it's to the right or the left or a U-turn it's like, okay, where's the next door. 
Um, so, okay. So what feeling, just so we can complete this for the whole group and practice the model here, when you think the thought, even bad things have a silver lining, how do you feel? Um, a little more relieved. Um, like, okay, doomsday is not coming. Um, yeah. okay. So I actually, I happened to look in the chart for this ED patient and it was actually the ED's fault. They never documented that they called me. So when that mm -hmm. other group came in, they thought that they were taking care of the patient, not me. Yeah. Um, so it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with them. It just happened to be like <clears throat> an ED attending for to put a note. So just, you know, then I don't become, I'm not blaming as much. Like I'm not yeah. blaming my group indirectly for being the reason that this happened type of yeah. thing. So then when you feel relief, what do you do? Um, well, I can start dancing in my head again. <laughs> Dance. Yeah. And then, um, anything else from that feeling of relief? Um, I actually just, I don't know how to describe this, um, but more because in general, I tend to be like a more positive, upbeat person. So I feel like the snowball weighs me down mm -hmm. and I feel like looking at that silver lining and, you know, combined with me and me, some of the other good things we talked about, it's like, okay, well then I can just go back to being myself type of thing instead of someone who's like buried under the snow. I love that. So then you get to live in the silver lining. Yeah. Rather than the snowball. Oh my gosh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was awesome. Yeah, I think that was really good. I think that's what I needed. Cause like I said, when I try to do some of this stuff on my own, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just stuck. Like I, I think I know where I want to go, but I don't know how to get there. So I like, you know, I like the coaching because then we come up with thoughts together. And in this case, I find the silver lining thought very helpful. Like even now I'm thinking, Ooh, I wonder when the ED is going to ask me to help out next, you know? Yeah. So. Yay. That's awesome. And then you get to live in that, which is the best right. part. Yeah. Thank you for volunteering. Thank you. Okay. That was great. You're, you're welcome. Okay. I'm going to then mute and disable talking. Okay. Wonderful. Does anybody else um, have anything to add or maybe put in the chat anything coming up for people this week? Volunteers, volunteers. Just wait a minute or so. I was doing that um, whiteboard on the computer, and I think that I just think the good old fashioned whiteboard with a marker works better. Um, we have time, everybody. If there's something else people want to talk about, that'd be great. All righty. Here comes Lovely. Hi. Hi, how are you? Great. How are you doing? Good. Um, so I, so I've kind of done a thought download on this and kind of worked through some of it, um, mm -hmm. but could use some help. Yeah, let's do it. So, um, my thought is March has been the month of complications, <laughs> um, and death. <laughs> 
ultimately. Um, I've had, so I, I'm a relatively new attending. I'm in my third year and I had my first like post-op death that was, um, it was on post-op day one and the autopsy has shown that it wasn't anything necessarily surgical, but we don't really have an answer for anything. And so, um, it feels very much like it's my fault. Um, and that was at the beginning of the month. And then it has just been one thing after another of someone comes in and, you know, you're going to die without surgery and you probably will die with surgery. And, um, it's just been like the theme of my month. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I'm having a pity party also because I, um, there's only two of us here and, um, I just came off an entire week of call cause he was on vac- on spring break. And, um, so then it was like a, woe is me all week long when it mm-hmm. just continued to pile on. Um, and so can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like what, um, it's kind of like I was talking about with the last person, when bad things happen, we feel bad and that's okay. So mm-hmm. what, like, w- where does it become a problem? Um, I think it becomes a problem when I start blaming myself mm-hmm. for the outcomes. Gotcha. And I did it. Th- I did a thought download on and like a model on one of them in particular that um, it was the, you know, she'll die with or without. Mm-hmm. And I can't, finally came to contentment mm-hmm. um, because I finally felt like, so they decided to go comfort care and not go through surgery. And I felt good about that because that was truly like, you know, if this was my family member, this is what I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt good about that. Um, but I can't bring myself to find, I guess, maybe an accept what I'm considering an acceptable feeling regarding my initial death. So it sounds like to me that your thought that you mentioned March has been the month of complications and death actually has a one, uh, like has another layer deep to that, which is, and it's all my fault. Yes, I would agree with that. Okay. So if the real thought is it's all my fault, then how do you feel when you're thinking that? Inadequate. And then when you feel inadequate, of course, you're going to blame yourself. Yep. What else? And then I question, I question every thought or every decision I make then. Um, and I like, I have really felt myself wavering on some other complicated patients that I've got of, I feel like previously, maybe I would have been a little more confident and vocal Mm -hmm. about what I want to do. And now I'm, um, you know, I'm running through every single thing in my head and not, I'm like, I'm having a hard time even saying like, for sure. Yes. I want to do this, or this is what we should do. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so you're blaming yourself, you're questioning yourself and it sounds like, is there like some rumination going on there? Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. And that was, I got to the result part of this each time and I just can't come up with what my, like, I just feel like I'm going in circles. I'm not ever 
moving forward or so yeah rumination I feel like I'm not I'm not handling it very well yeah so then basically you really make it your fault yeah yeah I am because I'm not doing something so by not doing something anything that goes wrong is my fault (laughs) um so let's let's sit with this for a second because I think that's natural right? We care. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. you care about this person who died. Um, I don't, I don't know that any of us would ever be like happy if we had death as an outcome. And unfortunately it's something that we face in what we do. It's always a possibility. Um, but I'm just wondering, you know, if you could see, that part of why this is so important to you is because it reflects how much you give a care. Like it's really to me saying, um, it's perhaps suggesting something about your values as a surgeon, or maybe something about your, your moral compass or something like deeper, right? Yeah. Do you agree with that? And isn't that a good thing? Yeah, it's a good thing. I think, um, you know, we get um, berated so much in residency to, you know, hold all the feelings in and Mm -hmm. not to show emotion and everything. And so, um, because I, like, I am now to the point where, like, I'm not in a fog at work and I'm, like, not feeling like I'm on the verge of tears all the time, but mm-hmm. it makes me um, question if I'm strong enough to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is important because then what 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 we're able to reveal with just this one model is all these other things, right? It's like, am yeah. I strong enough? Um. I bet there are other emotions too. It's like sadness I hear in your voice. Yes. I wonder if there's guilt. Yeah. And then the difference between guilt and shame, like sometimes we actually feel shame too. Like guilt would be we feel guilty over something we did. Shame is when we feel bad about who we are. And I wonder if you can tell the difference and what's coming up for you in this respect. Um, I think probably both. I think guilt specifically over um, over that patient in particular, but then shame in how I'm handling it. Really? So, like, I feel like I should be able to... Hold on, baby. I feel like I should be able to um, pro- maybe process it quicker. There it is. And then I would just ask why? Hmm. I don't have a good answer to that. Yeah. What you mentioned about us you know, basically being trained to not have emotions or keep them all locked up. 
doesn't do anybody any good because we handle things in the time we handle them. There aren't really any rules around it. There are only rules we've made up about we should be able to do it faster. That's the only rule that like that's operating right now. It's like, oh, I should be able to do this quicker. Well, why? I mean, it's something that happened in your life that was probably traumatizing and you're a good person and you care. And of course that's going to knock you back. Like, and then you just had to be on a week of full call while your partner was taking vacation. You, it sounds like you even like, haven't had space to grieve or space. No. process. So how could you do it any quicker if you don't even have space in your life for that? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm sh- struggling in finding that space to process it too, because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be the strong one that keeps moving and keeps going and in, in all aspects, like for work and for home. And um, my husband told me I needed to get off of a uh, off epic the other night and I said well I need to check I need to make sure that they're okay and he was like why you've got nurses like but that didn't work last time what what do you mean um so some I guess some details of that um sorry that's okay the um the patient was really young um and had a history of anxiety and the she told the nurse that she was having problems breathing and the nurse just told her it was anxiety and put some oxygen on her. And that went on for several hours and I was never contacted. It was about seven o'clock at night or so Mm -hmm. that it started. Um, And then um, the story gets really fragmented and we don't really know what happened, but by the time the code got called and the, attending showed up to run it the patient was cold and modeled okay and this wasn't and you were the attending then um so I was the um attending like I was the attending surgeon but I was not the one who ran the code um because it was at night so oh okay so you weren't even notified about this I didn't find out until after she was gone And uh, so she's really young. She was six days older than me. Mm-hmm. And it was a relatively routine kind of surgery, like a bigger surgery, but relatively routine. Mm-hmm. She had done great. And I was going to send her home that day. And the only reason I didn't was because um, she was having um, multiple bowel movements and having a hard time cleaning herself up because she had just had surgery and said well let's just stay one more day you know yeah. and I'm so glad I did otherwise <laughs> she would have just been found at home yeah yeah I think it's fair to say that everybody in this group would 
at least offer this space as a place for you to have some ability to process what you've gone through and grieve and just understand that everybody here listening is holding you right now. And everybody here knows what you're going through to a certain extent. Um, and we all support you and love you and there just isn't, um, there, there just isn't a good mechanism for us to deal with these things in the current, in the current system that we have. And I'm so sorry. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I can see, you know, I think when you do care so much and when you want to be excellent and you want to deliver care, you would give to your family members. Like you just talked about with another person, this hits you hard as if it is somebody that was in your family. Yeah. And it's a, it's a small town. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've had other patients who are friends of this patient and their family who have re- that, you know, I've previously operated on who have reached out and, you know, offered their condolences to me, which kind of makes me feel worse. Yeah. But doesn't that tell you that nobody else is blaming you? Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder too, if it's not just part of the processing, I mean, I wonder if it's not like a normal stage to just blame ourselves because we would never want that to happen. Right. And of course we're going to think, what could I do differently? What should I have done differently? Um, As we should, right? I mean, exactly as we should, because then we learn and we, and we go about things in a different way with more information And then in that way, you know, that can be somewhat useful, but blaming yourself and, and beating yourself up, I think is a different thing because it's not productive. It's not. And you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Even if you had done something that you could do, like, even if there were some connection, you still wouldn't deserve it because we're human. And sadly in our business, sometimes this happens. And sometimes, sometimes it actually is our fault. Mm -hmm. Um, But even then you still don't deserve to be beat up about it. Yeah. So I wonder if, you know, there is any way in your life that you could open up little cracks for you to be able to have a little bit of grace and space with yourself, like a little bit of, a little bit of, um, 
just like a little cushion around you to just be able to feel however you need to feel whatever comes up. And like, I'm sure it's going to be a lot. I think, um, I think my, my struggle is that when I schedule time to like, be like, okay, I'm, I have this free time at this point and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to process this, or I'm going to think about this. Or I'm going to, you know, like in true surgeon fashion. Like, yeah. Right. Right. But then I'm like, I don't want to do that right now. I feel really good. Let me schedule my grieving right now right? in this turnover. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel like I do it. Oh my goodness. I think this is where being able to surf comes in really handy. It's like the waves come when they come and can you just get up on the wave and ride it out? Even if you're doing other things at the moment and like, Mm -hmm. are there tools that you have at your disposal to just be able to ride the waves? If you don't have the ability to just take time off or, or, you know, go to therapy or whatever the many ways people use to process grief like this. Um, Cause ultimately I think it's probably grief is like the overarching thing. Yeah. Um, and there's no time frame, and there's no rules. There's, there's, there's no um, right or wrong way to do it, but at least if you're not able to have actual space, can you, do you have tools to just ride the waves when they come? And if you don't, I can send you some. Um, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. So off the top of my head, um, I'm going to say this out loud for the whole group, because then what I'll do is I'll, um, I changed your name. So I actually don't know who you are right now. And so if you (laughs) message me when we're done, that would be great. And I can send you a direct email. And then also for everybody listening, when we, when these things come up in life, when it's like, okay, I got to keep moving on. I got to make the dinner because the children need to be fed. And I've got to like, go do my, uh, whatever case tomorrow. And then we have to be able to function during those times. There are lots of, um, ways that I use to regulate my own nervous system. Um, and they can be used kind of differentially. So one is like a grounding thing to bring you into the present Mm -hmm. moment. I have a whole list of grounding things to be able to do. Um, Others have more to do with nervous system regulation and breathing and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to send you stuff or even talk okay. offline. Um, I'm grateful to you for sharing this with everybody because I think it's a really important thing to bring up um, and maybe something we get offered to one another in our own institutions when something like this happens, like to normalize the conversations around these things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately, wouldn't it be really great if we didn't all have to hide when something like this happens or you know, not talk about it for fear of whatever hap- you know, whatever consequences are gonna be out there if we like are a human being and have emotions surrounding patients that we love. Ultimately, yeah. I think most of the time we love them. Um, yeah. So thank you very much. I wonder if anybody else has any other words of wisdom, um, 
I'm going to read some stuff from the chat. We've got wonderful is saying, from whom did we get the idea that we should let complications not bother us? And then it says in parentheses, from our mentors, mostly male. We are working toward a healthier, happier profession in which we are allowed to process the pain that is our jobs, sometimes. And then she says, I am so very, very sorry for your loss. So sorry this happened. Um, yeah. Okay. Marvelous has her hand up. So let me, lovely, are you okay right now? Can I yeah. let Marvelous talk? Yep, I'm good. Okay, there we go. Marvelous, you're up. Um, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Um, I don't know if this makes you feel any better, but I wish my surgeon cared about me the way you care about your patients. And if all physicians were to care about the, their patients the way you did, medicine would be a lot safer. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Okay, guys, um, if there's anything else to add, we're a little bit before the hour, but I kind of feel like the plane just landed and maybe we could cut it off right here. I'll hang out if anybody has anything else to say and lovely, thank you so much. Please, um, please message me so I can get you some of those resources. Okay. All right, everybody. Wowie, wow, wow. Anybody else have anything to add? Then, um, as I was talking about those resources, I'll put some together and then maybe send them out either on the room one Facebook page or even in an email. Cause I know not everybody is on Facebook. Um, a word of caution though, when we're dealing with strong emotions, especially in a post-traumatic state, um, when you kind of start to drop into your body and allow those emotions and allow yourself to feel them, it can actually be overwhelming. Um, and there are some techniques to help deal with that overwhelming feeling. But if anybody ever wants to talk one-on-one, -on -one, or if you would rather um, speak with a therapist or um, trauma recovery type of coach, I can put you in touch with all kinds of different resources. So please let me know if you need any of those things. And with that, I think we'll go ahead and sign off. Thank you everybody for participating. Um, really, really appreciate your honesty and vulnerability. Um, wonderful is asking if we know of, if I know of any group coaching programs that would be applicable to a male physician, not a surgeon. There's the Happy MD, I think. Um, I think that's Jimmy Turner. Let me work on that, and then. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the happy MD, but I can find out some more resources and post those as well. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Oh, he's alpha coaching. Okay. Maybe you know more about it than I do. Marvelous. Um, I've just heard recently, cause I did a, I, I have a couple male, male one-on-one -on -one people I've talked to recently. And, um, one of them was talking about the happy MD, but it was not surgeons and he was specifically looking for a surgeon. So happy MD. 
Alrighty, guys, have a great rest of your night. Everybody take care and be well.